the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Thursday the 17th. You're tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, so West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family Law, Criminal Defense, DUI, Personal Injury, Mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Cavalli. Good morning, and there is some uh, breaking news uh, to report on. Yes, there is. Some folks were concerned about some uh, law enforcement activity in Hedgesville at the high school had some questions about that, so I, I went to um, Berkeley County Schools and I said, any comment? And so um, Elaine Bobo from Berkeley County Schools said um, they've issued a statement. Their uh, Snapchat threat was shared with Principal Lyons, who immediately contacted law enforcement. They have interacted with those responsible, but the investigation continues. The statement goes on to say, we do encourage <clears throat> parents and caregivers to have important conversations with students about the appropriate and responsible use of social media because all threats will be taken seriously and investigated. So there's no, like nothing active, actively happening. No weapons that that they've mentioned, anything like that. They've law enforcement responded. They talked to the people they believe to be uh, involved. The investigation continues. And that is according to the statement from Berkeley County schools. Hmm. So, and, and isn't this just a lesson for all of us? You know, what you put out on social media may feel anonymous, but, those things have consequences. Uh, social media for all it's good, you know? It, what good? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I'm Okay. Well, I'm jaded. Sorry. Hmm. Um, we are also working on a story. <clears throat> um, a listener contacted me this week and asked us to drill down on this. This is a working story. I don't have, um, you know, I don't have the whole thing written out yet. I've, I'm still putting out um, feelers to get some responses. I have gotten responses from some of the folks involved, but we received a report of an allegation that um, some of the voters in precincts in Martinsburg in the city limits were disenfranchised, did not get a chance to weigh in on the recent police levy. Now, as we reported last week, it it passed by the supermajority that it needed, more than 60%. However, um, it begs the question, if not all of the, the voters in the precincts within the city of Martinsburg got a chance, if it was not on all the ballots, um, should it be reconsidered? So I've reached out to the Secretary of State's office. I've reached out to the city of Martinsburg. I have reached out to Berkeley County Clerk Elaine Mock, whose um, office was in charge of putting the ballots together. <clears throat> the response that I got, and this is the one that I'm going with because I've, I got a lot of other responses that I will integrate into, <clears throat> excuse me, a story later. But Elaine Mock... Um, to her credit, emailed me back early this morning. Marsha, certification is complete at 4 p.m. today. Yes, city levy had it 60%. I'll get back to you after that. Thanks. Hmm. So what does so, that mean? Read into it what you will. Um, 
So they're certifying it today. So if there is an issue with some of those precincts not being reported, does that mean they're going to address it today? And then they'll have a response after four. Um, So we've got questions. Um, I, I did hear from the secretary of state's office. They have their, you know, take on all of it and who is responsible for that. But obviously it is a concern if some of the voters didn't get a chance to weigh in. Hmm. That is interesting. And I'm not saying that that is yes, the case or not, but we noticed on election night, we were talking to some of the folks who were in the city proper or seemed to be. um, And they said, yeah, I didn't get a chance to vote on that. Yeah, that was, and then that too. And then along with that, we heard some reports as well, which I don't know if um, you can correct me if I'm saying anything wrong here. Um, But apparently, well, if you were in line, now precincts closed at 730 on election day, right? Mm -hmm. And if you were in line, before the cutoff time, uh, you should have been allowed to vote. And apparently we were hearing that at some uh, precincts around uh, the county, uh, around the panhandle, uh, were not adhering by that. And I don't know if we ever heard a uh, final kind of I have not, but I, I need to contact. Um, actually, I did, I did contact uh, Tom Williams, mm-hmm. who was oh, the yeah. deputy clerk in charge. And um, he didn't address that completely, but he did say... Um, in. I'm sorry, I should say he did not address that specifically, but he did say they've they've been looking at what happened on on election night with, you know, an eye toward improving things uh, for the next go around. So uh, he didn't say specifically that that was something he was looking into. Remember, they had to recruit some some new help Mm -hmm. this year. Um, He said there was an issue with um, uh, putting folks in, in uh, polling places as poll workers that maybe they weren't used to being in. Um, so, it, I mean, it was a period of transition, and, and I'm not making excuses. I'm mm-hmm. just saying saying that um, sometimes it can be chaotic when right. new people are, are on staff. <clears throat> but I didn't get an answer specifically to that allegation, but he did say there are things they're reviewing to improve for next, next go-round. Yeah, it's crazy that it's uh, already been a week. And some places, some states just finished up their vote counting mm-hmm. last night. So if certification or canvassing is happening this afternoon on the um, the issue of the police levy, which we've reported looked like it had been it had passed by that supermajority, um, you know, it'll be interesting to say to see if they decide to not certify it because of the chance that some people may not have gotten a chance to vote, or if they go ahead and and uh, approve it and then and wait for someone to mount a complaint, a formal complaint. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff indeed. But Absolutely. Um, well, anything else big going on before we uh, transition? Mm, you asked me too soon. <laughs> uh, I mean, those are the things I was I was prepped for those because yeah. Um, actually, we we have um, we've been running on our on our um, morning news. Uh, they're going to be doing this great tour of churches for Christmas. Matt Umstead over at the um, Berkeley Two Fiftieth put this uh, great uh, piece together. This press release. Eight churches, some of them predate Berkeley County's founding. No way. Yeah, so you can go like That's tour the churches, neat. see the buildings. I like know? doing that, especially yeah. around Christmas time when they're all decorated up and you got so. the all the stuff around. Yeah. Huh. Very cool. Well, uh, let's talk about this because our next guest coming up after our break here in a few minutes uh, <laughs> is Dana Dijarnet. So uh, last year we got into uh, Slay the Holidays. Mm-hmm. And Marsha, I think you got into it a little bit more than everybody else, which is a good thing. That's a good thing because when it, when it comes to workplace um Health and fitness, if you want to uh, take it that far. You need you need one person to be holding everybody accountable. My you husband were that is person. probably laughing hysterically. 
hysterically right now. You were that person. <laughs> you would send an email out every day or every week. I can't remember on Monday or whichever day it was. And um, you'd let everybody know what's going on. And uh, everybody would keep track of their stuff. But uh, this year, and I, and I think it was well received around the uh, station, of course. Well, you were, <laughs> I think you probably felt obligated to participate well, because see, you see me every day at work. But I, that's, see, I'm the kind of person that needs that. I need a little structure when it comes to that. I need somebody, I, like, growing up through sports, then getting to college and sports and stuff. I mean, I've when it came comes to working out and health and things, I need somebody to tell me what to do and when to do it. Because I, I can't hold myself accountable. You carried our team. You named our team. What were we? Radioactive. Radioactive. That's yeah. right. Radioactive. Yeah, we're going with that again. <laughs> We've got to. I'm going to make the executive decision. We're going with that. Well, we got to make a plan this year, I think. I think mm-hmm. we need to get, like, I think we need to go, like, a little bit all in. Okay. I think we need to do, like, uh dry race board out there oh my gosh right with like a calendar maybe that says like when we're when people are going to go walking maybe uh-huh. we do like separate groups for different people of course things get a little busy here at the station maybe neon, can't get everybody together neon signs to where the water cooler is <laughs> <clears throat> because part of it we'll talk to dana and angela about this part of it is water consumption exactly and i noticed you were drinking with, i it was conspicuous that you had a water <laughs> bottle in the studio and i'm like what what's that about What's that, Jordan? I have a love-hate relationship with uh, casually drinking water as you take a swig out of your Berkeley Springs water. Yeah, Yes, I picked this up at the (laughs) Cape and Resort State Park the other day. They had them out there for folks Uh, visiting. So, yeah, this is... I, I feel compelled to drink water now. No, but I, I like, I like, of course, I like drinking water, right? I mean, I, I don't, I have to, to live, to survive, right. but um, I, I love my soda. You know that maybe not as much as Parker Stone likes the soda, but I, I'm a, a soda fan and I knew I was starting to slide when uh, I, I went to the grocery store recently and bought like a pack of soda uh-huh. and I know myself well enough. If I have soda at the house, whether it's a two liter or cans, bottles, whatever, that's all I'm going to drink. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna drink anything yep. else. I'll yep. wake up middle of the night. I'll go drink some, like think of soda, or the, it, and then go right back to sleep. Yeah, that's just how it is. I and uh, I, <laughs> I I felt myself going down that path yet again for the one millionth time in my life. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you got to stop. You got to start drinking some water. I've also cut back my coffee intake a little bit too. I hadn't noticed that, but wow. Yeah. So who uh, are you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what have you done know. with Jordan? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to get radioactive, Marsha. <laughs> Get to jump ahead, right? Like like Sheriff Harmon had started on his scruff for No Shave <laughs> for the Brave like the weekend before. This is your head start. I wonder how, uh, how filled in Sheriff you know Harmon's what? beard got. If you go to uh, uh, Sheriff Casey Boer's page, he may, I don't know if he made this public or not, but he had a picture of himself and Sheriff Harmon sitting on a couch at Capen Resort State Park because they were there excuse me, for the legislative interims, but also the Sheriff's Association. So you can kind of, I didn't think about it when I saw it, like that we should be up there. Oh, yeah, I see it here. Does he have any scruff? Yeah, he's got a little beard there. Well, he said it wasn't going to be like overwhelming. He looks good. Okay. Is is that because he got a (laughs) A early start? (laughs) Sheriff, I think he looks good. (laughs) No, uh... That, that's a very nice picture. Very casual. It's nice to see him, you know, out of Picking the... back? Yeah, out of the normal, you know, uh, sheriff's attire. Because, uh, as you know, sheriffs can look a little intimidating in their, uh, when they're all fully dressed up. Yes, because they... <laughs> Especially you know, Sheriff Harmon when he walks in here. Tactical and his, gear. Yeah, he's ready to go. It's like, oh, goodness. What do yeah. we do? What do, we do? <laughs> he, he's just visiting us on the radio between SWAT 
you know, activity. <laughs> Kicks the door in. He's like, oh, hey, guys. <laughs> He's got all this SWAT stuff. It's not like that, y'all. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> no. We love chat with those guys, with Casey, uh, Casey Sheriff Borer and uh, Sheriff Harmon. But we uh, will hit this first break. When we come back, we'll be speaking with Dana DeJarnette talking about, uh, well, Slay the Holidays. And Marsha, I'm so sure, excited. is ready for this one. So I'm stick ready. around. We'll be back after the break on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, so in West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinter. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, we were talking about it before the break, uh, but we're coming into the holiday season, and uh, that means it's time to uh, start, you know, eating some cookies, <laughs> drinking a little eggnog, you know, maybe uh, doing those things, but also being a little mindful of your uh, intake when you are uh, during the holiday season, and that's why Slay the Holidays is coming up, which I think is one of your favorite uh, events that we do now here at the station. I think I just like that I have the green light to harass people up farther up the food ch- chain, because I can be like, Jared, have you had your water? <laughs> hey, how many cups of water have you had today? Right, exactly. Have you, how many steps have you taken? Right. But it's a good thing, because in this industry, in this job, we sit around a lot, we eat a lot of fast food, because that's all the time we really have is running get something quick, so it's nice to uh, have that daily reminder uh, to, you know, go out and be and get active during the holidays. So uh, we've teased this up, but here to explain the details of it, joining us via phone is Angela Lawrence, WVU Extension's uh, instructor, uh, Extension instruct, instructor and family and community development agent. Easy for me to say. And in studio, <laughs> Dana DeJarnett, promotion coordinator uh, and, you know, all around both of them, Slay the Holiday Experts. Welcome in, ladies. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Marsha. Happy to be on. All right, so lay it out for us. Say, let's talk about Slay the Holidays. What For those that are just hearing about it for the first time, uh, what is Slay the Holidays all about? Whoever wants to take it first. I'll let, I'll let Angela take that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Slay the Holidays is all about maintaining healthy habits through the holidays so that as we eat those cookies and then... <laughs> and all our favorite holiday treats that we still can focus on being healthy, happy people. So what is the recommended? I'm sure the, what when I was a kid, they would have those uh, NFL commercials that would like you go out and play 60 minutes a day and things like that. Is that what is recommended, you know, from uh, for Slay the Holidays? Go out and get just a little bit of activity in each day? Yeah, so for kids, it is 60 minutes a day of some type of activity. For adults, um, it's at least 30 minutes or 150 minutes a week. Um, is the kind of the standard for adults. So however you break that down, which could be a mile a day, you know, because you could do about 20 minutes, seven mm-hmm. days. What's that, 140? That gets you close. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, Angela, what are some of the uh, like preferred things? Just getting out for a walk, is that good enough? Taking the dog out? Uh, what are some of the things you would recommend to do to get that 30 minutes a day in? Yeah, sure. Taking your dog for a walk. Actually, my house, we got a dog, so we would be forced to walk more. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Uh, that's a good activity, but also um, anything that you like to do, ride your bike, ride an exercise bike, yoga, as long as you're getting your body moving, you can count those minutes. And you want to be mindful of it and doing it every day and not just saying, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I was on the treadmill three days ago. Fine. Right. So you're trying to keep that activity going as many days of the week that you can. Right. 
Absolutely. And that's why the run sign up page is so convenient because you can track those minutes. Even if you just get five minutes in, you can go ahead and track that. And it really helps hold you accountable, but also it helps you really visualize and celebrate your success. Now, Dana, do we know who won the Slate of Holidays last year? Do we do we have that information? I know it wasn't us. Maybe we, she's we, not going to answer just we kind of We kind of slacked off at the end. I'm blaming Warship. Okay. We kind of <laughs> slacked off towards Thanks. the end of it last year. Uh, but do we know the result? Do you know well, the results offhand? I'd have to go back and yeah. look. I don't know off the top of my head. It wasn't won. us. It there, was not us. There, you know what? I remember there was one guy. Uh, I can't remember what his name was. And I can't remember what team he was on. But me and him were neck and neck each week. on, yeah. And I was just getting on my bike and just flying around trying to get as, as many kind of cheap miles in as I could because this guy was destroying me. And I, think I was that's surprised what at how annoyed you got with <laughs> that. You're like, oh my gosh. Well, that's that's the big thing. Uh, and Angela, I don't know if you can uh, kind of reiterate this for us, but uh, it's the, the consistency, it's the accountability that's really the big thing when it comes to uh, why Slay the Holidays has uh, you know, been as successful as it is. It has been. And if that's not enough to motivate you, people were really excited about the prizes last year. So if you do achieve those benchmarks and by the end of the the end of the challenge you've completed 100 miles of activity and 400 glasses of water, you can be entered for a prize drawing. So some of the individual prizes, uh, we did sort of basket themes, uh, wellness basket with things that really promote overall wellness for a person were the most popular. Also some books on just living a healthy lifestyle. Um, all exciting things. The veggie spiralizer had a few people interested in that. The veggie that spiralizer. The veggie huh. Yeah, so good things. And Dana could tell you a little bit about the group prizes we sent out. We really, it's more of a uh, like Jordan wants to know who won. So it's right. the acknowledgement of the team winners <laughs> is, the, is the most important thing. And what so is the, the calendar window of time that we've got here? When um, does it start and when is it? Close. It starts November 20th and ends January 14th. So starting Sunday, you can sign up up for another week or so after that, just if you miss out on signing up um, before the 20th. And you can backtrack, you know, if you missed mm-hmm. a day and to keep track. But it, like Angela said, it is good to keep you accountable to, to it, try to put it in every day. So so has it changed the way? If Do you both participate? In Slay the Holidays? Uh, I have, yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Does it change the way you perceive your physical activity in a day? Are you paying more attention? I think it, it helps, like, put it in front of your face, like, wow, I did this much today or I did this much by the end. So that's mm-hmm. kind of really what's nice is to see your progress and see what you've done over time. How what? about you, Angela? Uh, well, for me, it helped me see the weeks that I thought, oh, wow, those days of not really doing much add up. <laughs> Yeah, that's my so, thing. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Angela. No, just the added accountability does improve my motivation. Yeah, and my, The hardest one for me is the water. I mean, I carry water with me wherever I go and drink water all the time, but I realize I'm maybe not drinking as much as I think, even though I'm carrying it, and that's about the only thing it's I like do It's like an drink. accessory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this makes me think more about, oh, you have to actually drink the water that you're mm-hmm. carrying with you. Hey, a lot of people just get those uh, hydro flasks and stuff, put a bunch of stickers on them just so they have them with them and they never even use them. So I can understand what you're saying, but that, that's, that was what was 
kind of eye-opening to me when we did it last year was I thought I was a fairly active person, a fairly healthy person, but then I realized I don't drink any water, which I don't know how I've survived uh, you know, this long with the little water I've ever drank. But then on days, especially in the wintertime where you know you get off work, it's already getting dark or you know it's freezing out, you don't want to get out and do it, but making yourself get out and do it, and then you feel better about yourself for doing it, which I think is the big thing about Slay the Holidays. Mm-hmm. This is going to green light my husband to get another puppy because he'll be like, now you need someone to walk again. <laughs> or you can just go on a, a couple's walk through the woods. Yeah, yeah who, that's who true. walks who? Is that what it is? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Dana, what are some of the specifics uh, for this year's Slay the Holidays, especially if people want you know to find out some more information and maybe get signed up? Yeah, so it's um it's a run sign up page. So you can either just kind of Google Slay the Holidays run sign up, and you'll probably find it, um, <clears throat> or you can find it on the Facebook page for Healthy Berkeley or WVU Extension. Um, and then you just sign up and you just kind of keep track. And the, the thing is you can do this by yourself, but you can also create a team like you all did here at the radio station. So you encourage each other. Um, and then you can see who, what other companies are out there, or what other groups are doing. And everybody comes up with cute names. What was your name? Radioactive. Radioactive. Yes. A very good name for your team. There's a, yeah, that was Jordan. There's a fine line between encourage and harass. I think Jordan would point that out, right? Oh, that's right. I'm I'm trying to uh, sign in trying to, to big, last year's oh, Slay the right Holiday. Now? Yeah, I'm trying to see. Are you trying to see, to see what the results were? <laughs> yeah. I went I went way he far down go. because he won't let yeah. it go. Oh my goodness! So now we're just gonna you know talk. This came from that whole maintain don't gain um, effort mm-hmm. that you, that you guys used to do. Yeah. And and the idea is not like you're on the scales every day. You're just really trying mm-hmm. to get that water intake up and and the uh, the activity. So it is Found a lot it. of fun. For us to hold each other accountable here in the office and keep it going through January 14th, so Jordan. So we came in fifth last year. <laughs> That's not bad because we really tapered teams? off. Behind, uh, oh, so there were 18 teams. Oh, and we came in fifth, which is pretty good. Yeah. We came behind uh, EPAC Healthy Divas, playing and slaying, S-L-E-I-G-H-I-N, playing and slaying, walkie-talkies, and the WW Walkers uh, were the winners last year. And Luis Black... Was the uh, the best individual? The, yeah, individual number one. So very cool. Yeah, well, we did better than I thought we did, yeah. Marsha. Well, now yeah. I got to hang on. Now I got to see how we all uh, shake that here. Oh, no, Susan, no, no. Susan, out at the front Why desk, we, she came in first. We're talking about this, and then I came uh, in second. She beat me by <laughs> she beat me by thirty miles. Do you know why? Because Susan drinks so much water. Oh, I think that is she's, right. She's got you there. I don't even want to know where I was, but oh, I'll tell you. You came in fourth. I led from behind. <laughs> Game of Sports. You you were there encouraging right, right, right. so much that you just didn't. <laughs> you had a you were you were as uh, we would say on Panhandle Sports Live. You were the glue guy for the uh, team. Okay. You were the glue guy. That for sounds it. more respectable than I missed the top three. But we do have to get to our bottom of the hour break, so we'll uh, let you ladies go. And one more time, Dana, can you let everybody know where they can go to sign up for Slay the Holidays and find out more information? Uh, it is on Run Sign Up, or like I said, Facebook pages for Healthy Berkeley or WVU Extension. And don't forget about the Turkey Trot on Thanksgiving oh, well, Day. Tell us about it. Rumsey, you can still sign up for that. That's also on Run Sign Up. Marsha, I'm not doing that. I'm not even going to be in town, so okay. I'm not going to be here. Give you three miles for that day. I couldn't run around this building. We do Dana. actually already have over 200 signed up for that. For wow. and Slay, we actually have close to 100, I think, signed up for, so, for Slay already. So we're doing good. And also for Slay the Holidays, people could give me a call at 304-268-8942. Awesome. Excellent. Well, Dana, Angela, thank you all for joining us this morning on Paid Handle Live, and thank you for holding us accountable with our fitness during the holidays. And thanks, I guess, for I'll say this for Marsha for giving her the uh, the power and authority to make us go work out every day. So I appreciate <laughs> y'all for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah.
Thank you. Okay, thanks for having me. Thank Absolutely. you. And stick around for more Panhandle Live after the break on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, Attorneys at Law. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kabalik. And uh, what a real quick go back at the beginning of the show, we talked about the uh, statement from Berkeley County Schools in regards to the Hedgesville High School. And uh, you can find this post over on our Facebook page, but um, the post reads a snapchat threat was shared with principal lyons who immediately contacted law enforcement Uh, they have identified those responsible for the threat uh, but the investigation is still ongoing so uh, make sure you stay uh, up to date here on wpm and also over on our facebook and uh, panhandlenewsnetwork.com as um, things become available on that because i think there were some folks on social media who were uh, saying things like gun threat gun violence and um, those kinds of buzzwords get Mm-hmm. Parents very concerned, people in the community very concerned. But according to Berkeley County Schools, it was a social media threat. It is being investigated, continues to be under investigation. So um, they mentioned no weapons. Right. Well, physically on campus. Right. So uh, we'll keep you up to date on that as we uh, receive information. But uh, without any easy transition, we do have our next guest joining us in studio here, Marcia. WVU Medicine East's Director of Behavioral Health, Sarah Guthrie, uh, joins us. Welcome in. Hello. Thanks Hi. for having me. So um, we're here to talk about the new Crisis Support and Recovery Center, which recently unveiled. It's in that former location of the Paloma Treatment Center off Wilson Street, right? Correct. So yep. talk about why WVU Medicine felt it was a good fit to to kind of take that space over. Sure. So uh, we recognize, uh, you know, a lot of the needs in our community, right? Um, there are needs for a detox center to remain uh, and to grow. The other thing we're trying to target with the Crisis Support and Recovery Center is not only individuals who need uh, immediate and acute detox from substances, things like opioids, alcohol. Um, the other thing we, we really believe in and are trying to serve is that patient population who does not uh, need an acute inpatient mental health stay. So they're not somebody who needs to come to our psychiatric unit in the hospital, um, but might not feel safe going home. So um, we like to target uh, individuals who need that less restrictive level of care. But still some level of supervision? Correct, yeah. So what do you offer in an in-house detox center that someone couldn't get, and this sounds like a silly question, but you know, just going to a friend that doesn't use or a family member who doesn't use. Yep. So we offer medication management, so we can help you through that withdrawal process. Um, in addition, for those mental health stabilization patients, we can do things like medication changes very easily, uh, rather than coming into the emergency department um, and wanting a medication change. This is somewhere where we can observe you for a couple of days. Uh, the other thing that we offer, obviously, is nursing care, um, but group therapy, individual therapy, case management services. You know, th- this length of stay is short. We we uh, expect uh, three to five days, three to six days, uh, and then we send you off on your journey wherever that might lead you, whether it's uh, inpatient rehab, outpatient services, that sort of thing. How do people get it through the doors there? I mean, um, yes. is it? Good question. 
Did somebody show have up? to take you? Or? Uh, so you would go uh, through one of our emergency departments, either uh, Berkeley Medical Center or Jeff- Jefferson Medical Center, excuse me. Um, you would... Uh, get medical clearance there. And then depending on our bed availability, uh, what you're coming in for, we may or may not um, accept you to the crisis stabilization unit. If you don't meet our criteria, we would then send you to where you needed to be. And okay. what is some of that criteria? Yeah. Um, criteria. So for mental health stabilization, no one who is actively suicidal, homicidal, uh, suffering from psychosis or mania, that would be a patient that would need to go inpatient, right? They would need a longer term stay in the hospital. Uh, for detox, it would be um, somebody who is going through withdrawal who uh, would like to either get on to Suboxone or maybe somebody who would like to go to inpatient rehab and needs to detox first. So if there is a patient who Mm -hmm. is being considered or is considering, is it important that you get buy-in from that patient or can some of these recommendations come from a responsible family member or a physician? Most definitely. It can come from anybody, Uh, friends, family, um, individuals in the community, uh, we, you know, we partner a lot with day report and resource recovery center. Uh, the other, um, service we offer in our emergency departments are peer recovery coaches. So even if somebody is on the fence and they're not quite sure if this is what they want, um, please come into our emergency department and and we'll have somebody speak with you um, to really lay out what your options are and kind of see where you are at uh, in terms of need for change or not. I saw a uh, a picture, I guess it was a graphic on uh going around social media the other day, it was the state of West Virginia and it had a couple of different counties highlighted for, and if they were highlighted, that means it's like a, an up, you have a bigger chance or risk of uh, overdose or overdose deaths are bigger in those areas. So, uh, and Berkeley in the panhandle uh, completely uh, was involved in that as well. So how important do you think a, a business or a place like this is for this area? It's, I can't even quantify that, right? Um, it is so incredibly important to get the help out to our community members that need it. Um, the other really exciting piece of this puzzle is that we're just starting here, right? Um, sort of the sky's the limit. We are uh, a licensed behavioral health center, which means that we can create a continuum of care that doesn't just stop at crisis stabilization. So we are forward thinking, future future oriented thinking towards an intensive outpatient program, maybe a partial hospitalization program. Could this be a step down unit from the hospital or a stop gap from going into the hospital? So Sarah Guthrie is with us. Uh, she is the director of behavioral health services for WV Medicine East wanted to ask you for your perspective, because I think some people who don't have anyone in their circle mm-hmm. who's necessarily involved in addiction <clears throat> might get a little frustrated. And they say, you know, oh, my gosh, why are we always throwing these resources at people who are making this decision to use? Um, does it sometimes take more than one bite at the apple when someone is trying to recover? Um, does it look really bad before it gets better? Yeah, it's sort of uh, the darkest before the dawn, right? Um, yes, it, it sometimes will take multiple Uh, like you said, bites at the apple before someone says, okay, I'm ready for change. Um, And we want to be there. We want to be there in every step of that process to say, it's okay if you're not ready, we're still here when you want to come back. And I think the important thing to remember is, you know, we see people sometimes time and time again, but the good thing is that that means they're still alive. And Mm -hmm. so maybe it's this time, this visit that they say, okay, I'm ready. So how have things been going over there? I mean, I, I'll ask you, I mean, well. I, yeah, are you busy? I don't know if that's the right 
We are busy and we're trying to take it slow. We want to do this right and we want this to be successful and we want the services to be successful. So we are um, starting with primarily just detox patients um, and then we will grow to accepting patients overnight. Right now we're just doing it during daytime hours um, and then so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, if you have any questions, um, I can give you the Crisis Support and Recovery Center's uh, phone number, which here I need I was going to say this, and now I don't have it on me. Um, and then, you know, I think if you need immediate immediate help, obviously, please come to one of our emergency departments, uh, and someone will assess you for care. I know when this building was being considered as as a detox facility, uh, and it was being run by by another behavioral health um, agency. Uh, one of the things that came up, one of the points was, uh, if this didn't exist here in our community, sometimes. People who were in crisis had to wait or they had to be taken elsewhere. Is that still the case? I mean, what kind of difference does it make to have that kind of care accessible? It's it's huge. So um, if you have West Virginia Medicaid, the closest detox is 150 miles away. Uh, so, so having something closer to home uh, means that you can really... Uh, receive care in your own zip code and really that uh, that full spectrum of care, right? Um, so this means shorter wait times in the emergency department. This means quicker uh, access to treatment. It's it's a blessing. Very cool. Well, uh, that's, I think it's very important, especially in this area, because uh, as we all know, I mean, in the whole state, I mean, it's a big issue in the whole country. It's a big yep. issue, but it seems like around here, it's definitely um, accentuated. Okay, so I have one more question. This is very specific because we probably have people listening who have a loved one who is in the throes of addiction. Yep. If you have a loved one you're very concerned about, maybe um, you feel like this might be a good fit, what is the first step? Take them to the emergency department. Yep. Absolutely. Well, again, we're speaking uh, with Sarah Guthrie from WVU Medicine East. Uh, can you let people know where to go to find out some more information? Yes. So the number for what we're calling the CSRC uh, is 304-596-2146. And then, of course, um, again, to answer Marsha's question, please go to the emergency department um, if you are a loved one are in need. And uh, there will be crisis workers to assess you and, and help you get that that treatment, whatever it is. Perfect. And again, let people know, uh, what is the first step if um, maybe they want to themselves, you know, uh, be a part of the program or if somebody is maybe wanting to help a loved one? Emergency department. Perfect. Well, Sarah, thank you for joining us this morning on Panhandle Live. Thank you. And stick around for more here after the break on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST. Part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. Jordan Nicewarner, alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, we have another guest in studio. We do. It's like a WVU, um, hospital WVU extension day. <laughs> I noticed that. The theme, right? It's all WVU-adjacent people today, and I mm-hmm. love it. WVU extension agent and 4-H coordinator Mikey Withrow joins us in studio. So glad to have you in. I know. It feels like it's been forever since I've been in. When the weather was good and we were having fair season. Yes. Right? So we need to have you, we need to get you back on the rotation. Yes, we need to get that back. I dropped the ball. I apologize. But um, one of the reasons I wanted to make sure we had you in is you were so busy with a toy drive. So talk about that. 
So we are in our fourth annual toy drive at this point. Um, it kind of started as a joke with our office. I told my secretary, Suzanne Antolini, um, she has been there for 20 some years. So she has seen the full gamut of it. Um, but I came in, I was like, I want to do something for Christmas. I want to do something for the holidays. And she was like, we'll do a toy drive. So the first year is kind of just on a whim. Um, and we ended up collecting 500 toys. Wow. Um, and in the since we started, um, we've been able to put 5,000 toys in the hands of kids in Berkeley County. That's impressive. Um, so it has definitely grown immensely. Um, each year I do challenges to kind of encourage my 4-Hers or anybody in the community really to give. Um, so this year... Um, I'm hoping we reach it sooner rather than later. Um, but once we hit a thousand, I'm going to do that glitter beard challenge. Um, <laughs> the beard's looking long. It, it's getting a little scraggly. I actually have an appointment after this to get it cut a little bit. Um, but we, you know, we, we kind of set all these challenges up throughout the year. Um, just because it gives our kids a sense of, you know, it, it gives them a sense of pride to be able to say what they can do as a collective group. Um, and it's really awesome. They're not due until the second week of December. So I think it's the 13th. Um, and we have a couple different options as far as getting the toys to us. Mm -hmm. Um, it's actually December 16th. Sorry about that. Um, but they can either be dropped off at our office at 400 West Stephen street. Um, or last year we actually added this option where they could go to Amazon and send them to us directly. Um, so if you go to our Facebook page, which is Berkeley County WV 4H, um, there's an Amazon link that you can send them directly to our office from the comfort of your home. There you go. What are you looking for, toy-wise? Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> I love that. New unwrapped toys. That's what it is. Um, and we truly get everything from we, – we give them to schools and local um, kind of places in need. So we've, we've given to the Bethany House before. We've given um, to the Mission, different places mm -hmm. like that. Um, but primarily we focus on schools – just because we see the interaction that we have with those kids throughout the year. Um, and usually what we do, Elaine Bobo works with us and gets us a list of schools that kind of have the most need in the community. Um, and we invite those counselors from those schools out and they get to shop for their kids. So we don't really, um, we don't separate them. We mm -hmm. kind of get them all out on tables and take a really nice picture. And then we give the teachers bags and say, have fun. <laughs> um, so they kind of take care of separating them all out. They get for younger siblings um, we usually oh, get wow. stuff for older siblings as well. That's so um, cool. But it does need to be a new unwrapped gift. So we've had everything from Bluetooth speakers all the way down to building blocks. That's pretty neat. Well, uh, as we all know, unfortunately, we're coming up to the end of the year already. I yes. can't believe we're already almost to December. So um, how was the year that has been for 4-H? Amazing. Um, coming out of COVID, we were definitely worried about the bounce back. Um, just like every other nonprofit youth organization, you know, general community organization was. Um, we actually ended the year with um, just shy. Um, we, we had 512 members last year, which was the second highest 4-H number in the state. Wow. Um, wow. So we're already at 400, a little bit over 430, I believe. Um, so we're really pushing to get that number up. Um, not that we need to be the biggest in the state, but I want to beat Jackson County, which is the biggest <laughs> in the state. Um, and we only lost by 12. So hey, I wouldn't make that challenge if we were farther out, but to lose by 12, it's not really losing. Everyone gains. That was the wrong word, but it was a loss. So, 
So if someone's listening and they're thinking about getting their uh, child involved in mm-hmm. 4-H, what's the first step? First, if you call our office at 304-264-1936, um, Suzanne or Bernadette, those are the two secretaries. They can definitely get you enrolled. Um, you can also, if you Google search Berkeley County 4-H, West Virginia, um, it'll pop up to our home screen. And on there, you can find all of our clubs and all of the project listing for the fair. Um we do have open enrollment, so they are not missing anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, starting in December, later on into January, we'll start giving out project books. Um, and as long as we have project books in their hands by March, they can still participate in the fair. Oh, wow. Um, so it, the only thing that gets a little bit dicey. So right now, if a kid joined, he couldn't take or she couldn't take a steer because that check-in mm-hmm. um, is actually coming up on December, the first weekend in December, the third, I believe. And you don't have to love livestock to be in 4-H. No. Um, we have, we were just talking about this the other day, 75% of our kids never touch livestock, hmm. um, which I think, you know, it's a great thing on one hand because we have all of that availability and opportunity. Um, but it also talks about the degradation of our agricultural industry in Berkeley County. Um, we were talking a little bit, um, Bruce Linton, he was a very mm-hmm. prominent ag leader in Berkeley County, passed away last week. Um, you know, we were talking about the ag industry and how it's kind of changed drastically over the past five years even. Um, and we were kind of thinking about commercial dairies, and that's what their family did, Linton Brothers Dairy. Um, there's now only two dairies in Berkeley County, hmm. um, and that's full production dairies. We do have some uh, what I would call hobby, hobby farmers or hobby dairies, um, you know, running less than 2550 head. Um, but to have true... You know, we're down to two dairy farmers. We're down to about seven orchards, um, you know, holding on to those grasp and celebrating the actual mm-hmm. agricultural industry, um, I think, is more important now than ever. Well, I feel like the pandemic, at least well, I'm just speaking purely uh, for me now, but the pandemic, I think, opened my eyes to a lot of that, to a lot mm-hmm. of the agriculture, a lot of the outside type of things, if yes. you will, because I uh, really had nothing else to do. And I've talked about this before. I, any chance I can bring it up, I'll bring it up. Farm Simulator 2022 and 2021. <laughs> I've put so many hours into my farms, and it just opened my eyes to you know you you drive around here, you walk around, you yes. do whatever, you go by all these farms, and you just see the cows, you see the sheep, and you have no idea uh, you know what goes into it. You see the corn, you don't know what that process is, and it's it's a tough it's a tough process, it's a tough job, tough life. But uh, you know if it wasn't for uh, those men and women that are out there, you know doing that ag work and things, I mean we wouldn't have really anything anything um I, i'll say this now that i'm not an ffa advisor um the thing used to be what would you be without ag and it used to be naked and hungry <laughs> um which is the very truth of yeah. it um you know we look at how broad of a scope agriculture is and you brought up w east you know um we're using penicillin that was found in pigs we're using heart valve that were are located in animals to do different replacements um, you know, the world of science around us has drastically been improved because of agriculture. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we start losing sight of that is truly when it's going to be a detriment to society. Have you ever played any of the farming simulator games? I do, which is funny because when I was little, I hated working on the orchard. But now, like, I play games that simulate working <laughs> on the orchard. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right there with you. Don't worry. I love it, man. I've the and now I'll like I'll drive around. I'll see a harvester, and I'll be like, oh, look at that case harvester. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So where can people see you glitter your beard when we get these thousand toys? Um, yeah. So when we get them, um, so we'll, it'll actually be done live on our Facebook page, which is um, Berkeley County WV4H. Um, and we usually get a small audience, which I don't understand why. It's really not that spectacular, it's but it's performance kind of crazy. art. Um, so we did blue and gold one year. So this year when we heat it, it'll actually be green and white. 
Awesome. Oh, go herd. That's right. Uh, That's right. 4-H. Don't go, uh, don't go herd me. I'll, I'll get fired for that. Well, Mikey, I apologize. Thank you for joining us this morning on Panhandle Live. We do have to get out of here for Hoppy Kirchwell. So yes. if you missed any of the show today, listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. For Marsha and for Mikey, I'm Jordan. This has been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.